Every day, America Online is making it easier for people to live, work, and play. When we installed internet access on our computer, I got the whole family involved. And you Just what is this main artery of the information superhighway? You beautiful bastards! No matter how large, no matter how small, we'll be on the internet in the year 2000. It's the primary way that people will look at information. Shut up! When we were there. Hello and welcome to When We Were There, a biased internet history. I'm Thomas. And I'm Josh, and this is a podcast all about the history of internet content, the who's who's, the what's what's, the where's Waldo. We're going to get into it all. Whether you want us to or not, we do it every week, same time. Same deal. Yeah, it's always the same. It's the same show every week. We've actually just been uploading the same, same clip. Same episode, the yeah. same clip, everything. Months on months on end. Every episode talking about how Kevin McLeod jerks off with socks, I guess. Yeah, and no one has noticed. No one said a thing. Yeah, it's insane. It's almost like we have no audience. It's almost like... 30 fucking people are watching and half of them are my aunt and your girlfriend. That's true. Actually, but that's not true. I got to give a special shout out to Charles Gu, uh, who commented on our YouTube page and said, keep up the good work. So our first independent Or fan. was it Charlie Gu? Fuck, I think I fucked it. If, um, if his name's Charles, he's going to fucking hate that you called him Charlie. I'm just going to let you know that. If he goes by Charles and you're calling him Charlie, it's like if you you're making me a fucking joke It's like joke if you called him. me Tommy, I would be so pissed. Yeah. Anyway... Thanks for the kind words, man. We, we really appreciate it. No, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Today's episode is brought to you by Brew Dr. Kombucha. You can't do that. I can't do that? We, no, we don't have a sponsorship. Oh, shit. Really? Today's episode is brought to you by Unbranded Coffee Cup. And unbranded uh, water in a kombucha bottle. Okay. It's not. It, I've drank the kombucha. You already drank the kombucha. Yeah, but it's a fun new bottle. That's like a chill thing. I'm, to- not, I'm not pissed about it. You're like coming at me with this aggressive energy. I'm just... Yeah, because just- you made fun of how I shit earlier. Okay, I don't want to. We're not going to get into that. It was really gross. It was upsetting. Yeah. You're very upset. I am. You don't you don't even want to know where that bidet has been anymore. I, you've told me where it's been. But you don't want to still know. You wish you could forget is what I'm saying. Yeah. Today is a very special episode. In <laughs> the sense of like YouTube history, I think a lot of people that we've spoken about and, and a lot of people that we've talked to who have kind of been those early days of internet culture i think a common theme of them has been i I was a comedian before this uh i did some sort of form of uploading on the internet i uploaded on newgrounds myspace or i had like a public access show Mm -hmm. a lot of people in like the the sort of bronze age the early days of the internet had some sort of background in some kind of traditional media some some sort of traditional media you know like a, a lot didn't you have like your smoshes or your nigahigas um who were like maybe two pals yeah doing something mm-hmm. but i think someone we're talking about is one of the early groundbreakers of youtube one of the biggest guys on the platform but unlike looking back at the nigahigas the smoshes the brookers the uh f- goddamn Michael waste Buckley's, time chasing cars waste time chasing cars you have your blame societies unlike these early era people that you look back and like they were fucking amazing mm-hmm this is someone who is almost universally hated, even looking back at it. Yeah, people are like still going out of their way to shit on him all these years yeah. later. It's <laughs> Including kind of... himself. Yeah, it's true. That's like, <laughs> in a way, it's like one of the ways he's remained relevant is by shitting on himself in the past, which is kind of a shame. But still like a trailblazer. Oh, 100%. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Fred Figglehorn. Okay. Oh, who did you think we were talking about? 
I thought we were gonna do it on three, like three, two, one, and then okay. I would I would say Ray William Johnson, and you would say Fred, and then you would look at me and go, "No." Do you want to do that? <sighs> Not really. Okay, and we're gonna go three, two, one, Fred. Fred. Nice dude. Yeah, yeah, Fred Figglehorn or Lucas Crushank, if you want to know his real goddamn name. I remember like. I feel like that wasn't readily available for a while, and then like when people no, not unless you did your research. And then when people found out like his name, like I don't know, it wasn't like a big deal, but it was like kind of. No, cool. I thought it was cool. It was. Cool. I definitely thought it was cool back in the day. I was like, so this guy's name is Lucas all along. It was just Lucas. His name wasn't even Fred. Yeah, his voice. It didn't actually sound like that. It's normal. Yeah, it was so crazy. It was just a normal kid from Nebraska. Blew you away. I. Come on, let's be honest. Anyone who watched Fred back in the day, you went and pitched your voice up just to see what it was like. Of course. We all did it. Yeah. Um, who's Fred, though? People are listening to this, and they're new to the internet. Yeah, which I guess is weird is that a... they're listening to this podcast. But this hypothetical person is, who the fuck is Fred, okay? Yeah. I know me some Smosh. They're still around. I know Nigahiga. He's still making vids. Yeah, I know Kev Jumba. Yeah, maybe. It... <laughs> who the f- who, who's this Fred character? Yeah. So how would you explain Fred? I'm an idiot, and I'm also playing an idiot character. Nice. I don't know nothing about early internet. Well, okay, so I guess, like, at its, like, base core, Fred Figglehorn is, like, a is a character portrayed by Lucas Crushank, or however you say his name, uh, and um, he's a six-year-old boy who lives with his drug-addicted, alcoholic, prostitute mother whose father walked out on them and possibly is in jail or yeah, is in the no, no, army I, I or think something. It's, it's insinuated he's on death row. Yeah, something insane like that. He's obsessed with a girl named Judy. Uh, he's bullied by a boy named Kevin. Yeah. And, uh, and all this is portrayed by essentially just Lucas by himself. Vlog style. Vlog style, pitching up his voice. And being crazy and wild. Yeah, so initially... In like the beginning stages, like when you first started making Fred videos, and we'll get into that more later, the details of it. But yeah. the Fred character was a lot more subdued, like yeah. a lot. It was more... more just sad. It was sad. It was like like I, the it was... first video, uh, Fred on Halloween, was essentially is like, uh, "Hey, I'm Fred. I'm stuck at home in Halloween. My mom said she's gonna be out until four a.m. Getting wasted. Yeah. So I can't go trick or treating or do anything." Yeah, but he has a witch's hat. He wanted yeah. to be a wizard, but his mom is like, oh, I had this witch's hat from last year. You can wear that. Yeah. But you can't go trick-or-treating. And he's not as, like, wild and crazy as he is. No, he's, it's, he's really, it's honestly kind of just like a straight-faced parody or, um, like, almost like a recreation of a literal child's vlog. Yeah. Like, watching, um, watching his vlog, like, watching that made me think back to when I was making vlogs as a kid when i was like 11 or whatever yeah and i was like honestly pretty similar the way he talks the way he moves like he's really trying to portray like an actual child yeah and i i I think at that point because that video came out in halloween of 2006 yeah and you know if if you look at like the time of 2006 even if you if you really want to know a lot about the vlogging scene in 2006 check out our episode um on lonely girl 15 uh with yusuf abu taleb and like that that was kind of the height of the vlog while also kind of getting in there with the comedy video it's kind of like yeah those were the two biggest things yeah on youtube at the time and i think a lot of people certain again we'll get into it more later a lot of people say oh like this dumb kid is just in the camera 
and he got bit. Like, no, you can tell that like he researched that shit. Yep, he's Maybe portraying a character. Like... He is portraying a character of this like over, <laughs> overindulgent kid. Yeah. While also putting that like ADHD comedy that was very big in the early days of YouTube. Like it's in in its own way, it's very genius because mm-hmm. it's like what is working, and I'm gonna do that almost to a fault almost. Yeah, and and so as the videos go on, so I guess we we could talk about this now. So yeah. Fred initially when. Lucas, when he first started making videos, he was making them with his cousins. Yeah, uh, it was JKL Productions, so it was John, Katie, and Lucas. Yeah, and in, that's they started that June two thousand six. Yeah, so super early. Yeah, and it, it kind of had that energy, like you were saying, of like, not they weren't doing vlogs, but like if you and your cousin, because what I loved about no, learning that story when I found out that Fred was Lucas was me and my cousins had jam studios. Yeah, it was Josh, Alex, Miranda. Yeah. And we were making like these home, like on like, uh, like a mini DV tapes that we just show to like our our family or just watch it back ourselves. And it totally has that energy. Also, I think Jat Productions. Oh, yeah. Because Alex, Alex made the music for our show. Okay, that's cool. Jat. It sounds terrible. But it sticks in your brain. I guess so. So... Continue your thought. Okay, <laughs> you fucking. I was on a. I was on a, a train heading due north. You were really killing it, actually. And you were like Superman jumping in front of the train. So I'm a hero. Derailing the whole. So thing. I'm a hero. Then. No one was in front of it though. <laughs> no one was gonna get hit by the train. Okay. You. So plebeian. you're saying Superman's a villain? Yeah, he's a villain. Oh, that's kind of. He has badass. too much power. Yeah, it's kind of sick. It's awesome. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. Okay, I'm not mad anymore. But yeah, so it was like like me and my cousins would would make these videos like on mini DV, like clearly mini DV because it's like there's no editing in software. Yeah, it's all done in the camera, and then you upload it. So I think it kind of had that energy of like what, sort of going into the era where the the tape digital camera was like consumerly available. Yeah, to the point where it wasn't just like oh, your parents have it to document stuff. It's like, okay, the kids are playing around with it and making home movies. It was like, I think when we were kids, that was like just near the end of that that era. Yeah, I think like w- the first camera I got was mini DV, but yeah. the second camera that, well, I didn't get a bit. So when Angus got his second camera, it was like a digital, took an SD card yeah. camcorder. Yeah. Uh, or it had like an internal memory, but it wasn't on tape. Yeah, and I I think the reason I say specifically mini DV is if you look at like a lot of like so like early tape cameras were one of a couple things for the average consumer. Uh, it was VHS C, uh, just straight up VHS, um, which is like magnetic tape, and you just have your your RCA component out, and then you have uh, Hi8 Video8 Digital8, which is all just different formats of uh, eight millimeter tape. Yep. But all of those, like even when it got into the point of digital, it was still like digital interlaced and you were you were going out to composite, you know, like it was it wasn't meant to go into a computer. Whereas mini DV, a lot of theirs had a firewire out. So because of that, and then with more consumable computer softwares like iMovie. Yeah. Anyone could start putting that stuff onto a computer and then uploading it to the Internet. So because of that, it, it totally encapsulates the feel of that time. And if you go back and watch it, it totally feels like that. But you can also see, like, Lucas is definitely, like, 
he's doing the most. He's trying the most. He's committing. Yeah. And I think something we notice is like there's so many Fred parodies out there, and we'll probably get a little bit more in that. But like, no one committed as hard as he did. And that's the thing, right? Like, people shit on Fred so fucking much. Oh yeah. And it's like honestly, not that bad. Like, no, that's the thing. Is like going back and watching it is like there is a charm to it. Yeah. And if you were to ask me, like, did you think this would be the top of YouTube? No. No. But I can totally see how it worked. Mm -hmm. And it was actually in April of 2008 that after doing this, like, doing a bunch of characters on the JKL channel, but seeing that the Fred ones did the best. Yeah. So, so yeah, just to clarify for sure, people, Fred initially was created by lucas on the jkl channel in 2006 yeah october 2006 so they did a couple they were doing like sketches you know as much as like some kids doing sketches would get on early youtube you know basic stuff but the fred ones were doing really well so it's still kind of like no one knows really how he got like the fred channel mostly because he's a child and like did he buy it from the original guy that got fred in 2005 yeah it's implied, like, th- there's a joke in his videos, too, which is hilarious, actually, going back, is <laughs> the guy who originally had the Fred channel is trying to kill him. Yeah, because he, like, stole it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like he's never talked about how he really actually got the Fred channel. Lucas. Lucas. Come he, on the come show. Come on the pod. We'll chat about it. Yeah, okay? you can tell us all about how you stole this guy's identity. Um, But, yeah, he started, like, putting clips of Fred, like, the old clips of there. And in about May of 2008, after sort of starting to set up teasers of the channel. And the funny thing is, like, what we noticed is there's, like, a one and a half year gap. Because before he's, like, shorter hair and braces and yeah. visibly tinier. And then when he came back, he, like, got... he. Here's the thing. Like, it's one of those things where you can shit on him all you want. But he was smart. Like, his branding was early. The second he started doing Fred videos on the Fred channel, he had a Fred t-shirt. Yeah. That at the Fred with the backwards R and the drawing of like him with the braces and everything. Yeah. But he was like considerably older. Because when you're that age, you every year you notice a little bit more. Because puberty. Yeah, every year you gain a little something. You gain a little something. And he gained it up here. But the crazy thing is in May of 2008, to I believe, let me check, let me check my fucking notes here. Um, no, but of, of May of 2008 to then you're getting into october of 2008 from that point he went from just starting his channel to being the biggest channel on youtube yeah he blew up like out of nowhere out of nowhere yeah and it was like here's the like if if you look at like anyone else who was there like whether it be brookers who kind of did it with the vlog and you look at it like uh nigahiga or smosh you know, there's like team of people making comedy sketches from, from pretty much like the second they got onto YouTube in like 2006. Yeah. It, th- that that in itself almost makes sense because it's like, OK, like how to be ninja. Like they they had a bunch of viral videos. Yeah. And then it's like in almost no time, he surpasses all of them. So he was the first YouTuber to hit 600,000 subscribers when he passed Nibihiga. And he kept he was also another really big milestone uh later in in the beginning of 2009 i believe he was the first youtuber to hit a million subscribers yeah which is crazy i yeah i remember that happening i was pissed because i wanted smosh to get that 
Yeah, no, me too. I was like, it was either going to be Smosh or Nigahiga. Yeah, because they kind of it felt like they traded. They did. They they traded for a while, but uh, but I think it's funny. Like, we were rewatching videos like in the Fred parodies because I remember like everyone started liking Fred. That's the thing is like he wouldn't have gotten here if people didn't like him. Yeah, everyone started liking Fred, and then when it kind of got repetitive, because like it's the same character, the same thing every time. Yeah, well, I feel like it was a two pronged thing. It was like one, every video is kind of the same, and two. He got popular. Yeah, he got super popular. That was the and thing is, like, he got popular. Everyone's like, but I'm not, too cool for this guy. We'll get now. into it more right after this. But I think it's like, it's not in the way that like Smosh or Nigahiga got popular. It's like, he got big. He got 1 million on the internet, which was a milestone for the internet at the time. Like, I I, I think we can sit here and say like a million subscribers. That's not happened on any platform. Yeah. Until that point. The fact that like digitally a million people are following this human being. And he kept that title until the first person hit 1.3 million and then was passed again by Nigahiga, but was also the third person to hit 2 million. So, like, he, he, he stuck around for a little bit. But he also, once that happened, it wasn't like, oh, okay, how can I, like, upgrade my camera gear and do it? It's like, oh, in 2009, I'm going to get a fucking Nickelodeon deal. Yeah. So, when he was just kind of getting, like, popular and becoming the most subscribed person on the 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 YouTube platform, he actually went on another very important to internet culture show. Maybe we'll talk about it one day if Thomas lets me. Um, but iCarly. So iCarly was a Nickelodeon show that started in two thousand seven. Yeah. Pretty much, they 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 the concept came out and it started going in production at the perfect time because they started like going in a production right when YouTube started being a thing in two thousand six. And in two thousand seven, it premiered, and the, the show is around these three Seattle teenagers who make a web show and because it was written early it was like the semblance of like understanding the technology or the fan base and really make like they were doing an hd live stream yeah and it's like they're all like 14 or something they're all 14 and, and it's, it's like, like perfectly produced yeah multi-cam yeah and it's like they have like a whole broadcast station and shit and it's like yeah where do they get the cash for this? Um, the so the, her older brother is like I guess like a weird uh, he's like, like an artist, artist, yeah, doing like he's a sculpture artist, but like with garbage and shit. Yeah. So I guess he's really successful because this is his three story Seattle downtown loft. I don't know how much you know about real estate. That's at least five G's a month. Oh, if not ten. Yeah. At the time, maybe like seven, but that's still a lot of money. Yeah. For an artist in seattle yeah but he i makes guess he's sculptures out of garbage yeah he's clearly very successful yeah um so yeah and but they don't have parents i don't know we don't i don't want to get into we, the we'll, show. we'll get into it when the time comes anyway it, it's when we get miranda crossgrove on the show Cosgrove comes in the pod let's talk school of rock that's all i want to talk about miranda rest in peace uh the drum kit yeah i, forget, I don't know his name I don't want this to be disrespectful because I, I genuinely like that movie. It was very important to me. Same. And I always thought he was really cool. Yeah, he was the coolest guy there. But um, yeah, he actually um, unfortunately was hit by his it. His name isn't Zachary, is it? Because I think his name Zach is... Zach Mooneyham was the guitar player character. Okay. Anyway, um, rest in peace. It, it's yeah. it's very unfortunate that that happened. Um, okay, let's go back into the persona. Um, <laughs> stole it from Bo Burnt. Okay. Come on the pod, Bo. Bo, please. Um, I'm excited for his new special. Oh, absolutely. But but yeah, so essentially iCarly was was that. It was three teenagers who got viral off of like 
a video of them making fun of their teacher and that springboarded into like they become over the course of the show the most popular web series in the world yeah um funnily enough in the second season when people started actually coming up and like getting notoriety um end of 2008 i believe it aired in 2008 so they must have got him a little bit earlier but they said okay who's the biggest goofiest guy on the platform i'm not sure if they reach out to anyone else who just would have said no because here's the thing too at the time it was coming out like niga higa and smosh were probably edging towards 20 oh they would already be 20 yeah they would have like just turned 20 yeah so i think it was like even if they thought of that it's like okay them or brookers like these are all well brookers i think was like already well yeah but these people are adults is my point yeah i think another well okay there's another thing too of i think well niki Kika, they they were already producing some other movie yeah i because i'm i could be wrong i'm pretty certain they were already producing their movie before the fred movie ever came into existence yeah but i'm just thinking the iCarly episode i know i know you know but i'm I know just saying that but they were doing their own different thing yes smosh i to cite Liam, yeah. had assuredly yeah, had been no plan to do anything. Yeah, they had assuredly been reached out to do other stuff. Absolutely, but they wanted to stay on YouTube. Yeah, they were very uh, future-proofing their enterprise. Totally, and also I think, um, I mean, it might be weird to think say this now, considering the content Smosh creates. Yeah, the channel, but they were, I think, less kid-friendly. Oh, for sure. Fred. But at the same time, Fred was about a kid that lives with an alcoholic prostitute mother. I know. I know. It's pretty and funny. Clearly to has think. mental issues. I know. But, but on paper, like at face value. No, on smosh, paper, even though he's like, I lost my meds and stuff. And he's talking about like stocking it. it, it yeah. It, it was kid friendly enough. And Lucas was also 15. Yeah. At the time. So it, it made sense. He does sense. look a lot older than the other kids in the uh, oh, for Ari sure. Carly episode. Well, they were like 13, 14. And yeah. again, like we said, you age fast. Yeah. I think also they have this bit where at the end, it's like him and Miranda Krosgov and... They're making it like... No, no. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're making it because in the episode, it's like they're uh, one of the characters doesn't like Fred. Yeah. And he says that and then everyone hates him and Fred's like, I'm quitting the internet. And then it, it, he was just doing it the whole time to, like, drive traffic to both their sites. It was manufactured internet beef. Which they kind of guessed. They predicted manufactured internet beef. There's a, there's a lot in this episode that is is pretty... The only inaccurate thing, and I think Quentin Reviews said this in his video, is the fact that he had storyboards that Lucas had... St- That's a joke. That's definitely No, a of joke. course it is. Of it's course. pretty funny. I um, actually thought that was funny. No, it, it, it was funny. But like, yeah, he's like, oh, should we kiss now that we're good? Yeah, because it's like, oh, we're friends again? And it's like, yeah, I guess we are. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Should we like make out about it? And then she's like, no. And it's like, yeah, that was weird. Cause yeah, but that's also uh, Dan Schneider. Yeah. There was a lot of weird fetish shit in that episode alone. I, I mean, I guess it's also kind of like a... Play on the trope of it's like, oh, like, yeah, we're cool this is now. where the kiss would happen, I guess. Yeah. Like, it happens a lot, that joke, but it's, Lucas yeah. just felt too old. Yeah. And he also, in a video talking about it, he said he felt, like, super awkward. It's like, it seemed like a weird line. It was very weird. Yo, it was weird. He definitely, the whole interaction felt awkward. Yeah, like, clearly, like, he's an internet comedian. Yeah. Um, but no, it was it was 
essentially after that happened, like that that episode was very well received. They got a lot of traffic on that episode because it was like, holy shit, on this show I like about the internet, there's the biggest guy on the internet. And because that blew up so well, Nickelodeon actually made a deal with Lucas to, I think the original deal was for, yeah, three, three Fred movies. And he did a, f- none of them were well received by the internet. Like at no. this point, we're, we're getting to the point where it was June of 1st, June 1st, 2009. This was like before the Fred movie came out. But June 1st, 2009, for a while, was known as uh, International Unsubscribe to Fred Day. Yeah. I remember that. It was, I did it. I can't remember if I had already unsubscribed or not by that point, but if I hadn't unsubscribed by that point, I would have on yeah. that day. Well, th- well, that's the thing is like, like looking back at it, it's kind of one of those things where like you look back at when we were like 13, 14 and like, we're like, oh, fuck Justin Bieber because girls liked him. But then you're like looking at, to be fair, I hated the song baby. Oh, he sucks too. so much. When I first heard it, I was like, I hate this. For sure. But did he deserve as much hate as he got? Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. But I always thought it was like funny when like adults also hated Justin Bieber. Oh, yeah. It was like, like, chill out. (laughs) He's he's a 15-year-old kid. Yeah, living his dream. Yeah. Sorry you work at Kinko's. Yeah. And (laughs) I, I think that's kind of the same with like Fred where like if you look at all those videos like like Shane Dawson making Fred videos and stuff. He's like, you're 20, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit more understandable with Shane because he's, le- well, he's at least engaged in the platform. Yeah. I'm but there sure were a lot had... of like, videos of like just people in their 20s being like, fuck Fred, unsubscribe to Fred. You yeah, know? which was so weird. Well, even like we were saying, like we were uh, like watching other people's videos of like history of Fred because we like to do that. And generally yeah. also just to see how inaccurate they are because there's always shit that's, that's the, wrong. If, if, if I can be confident about anything, it's uh, we do our research here at, yeah. when we were there studios we do our as much as we uh, care to enough to be like i don't know it's like we were watching one video and a guy's like oh yeah like i haven't seen any of the fred movies at tv shows but they're pretty well first he just says they're bad yeah and, and then he goes i haven't seen them of course yeah. it's like okay well then don't give your two cents yeah don't... i'm not gonna watch the fred movies of the tv show yeah I'll like I'll like I read synopses on them. Yeah, and I've and seen I watched videos fucking about them. Yeah, I've seen. I, I'm not gonna. I hate say, everything. Yeah, and we've all seen it. I, was it Ralph the movie maker? Ralph the movie maker and I hate everything. Both have really good videos on the Fred movies. Yeah. Uh, so it's like. So why? I know what happens in them. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm not gonna speak of the quality. I can only say how they're received. Yeah, exactly. But it's also like these, like this one video, like clearly done by by an older guy. Is yeah. like, but don't get me wrong. I fucking hate Fred. Like in yeah. the video, he he mentions how many times he hates Fred. It's like, like within the first like two minutes, he says it like six times. Yeah, honestly, like you like you were kind of saying earlier, every time like an adult does that, it's it's like what I'm hearing is like this 15 year old kid became the biggest person on the platform and living his dream. And I work at Kinko's, so fuck him. Yeah, you know? no, literally. Or it's like, yeah, but I'm pretty cool. Like, I don't like this lame shit. It's like, dude, you don't need to. It's like trying to justify, like, I get that I'm making this video about Fred, but don't worry. I think he's stupid. And that's what you think as an adult, you'd be self-aware enough to be like, really? Like, even watch like some other videos about this. I feel like I'm talking, shouting out Quentin reviews way too much for someone who didn't want to come. In. He was busy. I'm not going to shit on him. I really like him. Yeah. Um, but he, <laughs> he didn't even say he didn't want to. He just said, you know, he said he it was just, a really cool concept, but he just said not right now. Yeah. Call me later. Call me. Yeah. I'm shitting on say, one of my favorite said, uh, creators. Call me. Maybe. Yeah. I just something. met you. 
And this is crazy. Oh, the grave. Okay. We we really like Jake and Amir here on the show. We really love Jake and Amir. Come on the pod. Come on the pod. Your your agent said no, but surely you would say yes. We're calling out everyone in this. We're only calling out people that we respect. Yeah. Um. But no. In in his video, he was like, "When you're a kid, you're like, oh, I don't like to admit that I like iCarly because it's a girls' show because the main character is a girl." Yeah. So that makes it a girls' show. Which I guess I would have felt in high school because I was a high school boy. But now I'm like, yeah, the show fucking slapped back in the day. I kind of even held up watching that Fred episode for yeah, what it was. It wasn't terrible. Um, no. I also liked Zoe 101. Yeah, Zoe 101. All those Schneider shows, you watch them now and you're like, oh, clearly this dude is putting his fetishes into the show. That Yeah. It's very upsetting. Shout out to Life with Derek. It's yeah. not a Schneider show or anything. I think it's, fun. it's such it's an just aside a good, now. It's a good show, though. I like it. Life Derek's a Canadian TV, like a Canadian teenage goofy Brady Bunch kind of. Yeah. And there was like, I guess weird sexual tension between the two oldest siblings who are like step siblings. Le- yeah, they're step siblings. They're the two leads because yeah. it's the show is about Casey. Yeah, and her stepbrother Derek. Yeah, and how she, she has to him. live with him. She but hates him, tension. but she loves him. And then yeah, there's yeah, but both the lead actors on the show have been like, oh, trailblazers for like uh step sibling porn, and like if you'd want us to do a podcast that's just reading fanfic of like Derek and Casey stories, we'll do it. And yes. Do it. And then come on the pod about it. Come on the pod about it. Absolutely. We got to get them on the pod. Yeah. They started uh, step-sibling porn. Maybe. That actually could be a, a fun episode. Okay. We'll figure that we'll, out. We'll give them a shout. We'll give them a shout. But, but <laughs> no, but I but I, I don't know if this is like for sure true. Yeah. Because I mean, the show was already kind of like, okay, like they're finishing high school. Like we're getting to the end of the story now. Yeah. They, the actors are getting too old to play yeah. this this age. But I definitely have heard that the sexual tension between the two of them was so high. Um, and the fan base was like really for it. Yeah. That the, the studio execs were like, no. we got to cut the cord. Well, on they're going to hook up, right? Yeah. Everyone wrote their own like personal ending of show where it's like, and then they totally banged. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> life with uh, Derek, more like life with dare ass as in they're eating each other's assholes for breakfast lunch and dessert not dinner though dinner they're having a nice chicken kiev yeah a little bit of glass of rose or something. yeah a little bit of glass of rose they're taking a break they need to refuel from all the ass eating yeah it's also like you eat your favorite thing all the time like yeah. it's just not <laughs> you can't do that you can't do that it's sometimes right. you got to take a break yeah exactly to know what you were missing exactly right yeah so anyway back to fred and nickelodeon <laughs> that's not as weird of a tangent as it as we've had we normally do way worse i think that that was still pretty related yeah (laughs) to the internet to nickelodeon to dan schneider to schneider my guy yeah a lot of weird stuff with schneider that could be its own episode anyway could it that's not internet no anyway the point being my guy yes is um so they signed this three picture deal with up until this point so like there have been you know, like uh, Michael Buckley, like he got an HBO deal to, to do a little segment there. Did that? I don't even. When he brought that up, I didn't. It, I don't I believe that. it came to fruition. But what I mean is, like, there people coming from traditional media, like, or some form of it, trying to get in traditional media. Like, I think like there are YouTubers who have been actors as well, who have been like in Law and Order, or, like in a short film, or in that one American Pie movie. Which one? I can't remember. The but name. they played a character, correct? Yeah, their their character in the movie. What I mean though is like Fred was the first person to take what he was doing on YouTube 
yeah going like mainstream with it like uh, the first example really being the iCarly thing like he was playing Fred was like yeah. oh he's popular we'll get him to play like this other you like this because they have splash face their YouTube and iCarly but like he's some splash face celebrity no he was playing Fred His, yeah. he was playing Lucas who is Fred yeah they even say like the mind behind Fred Lucas like they yeah. He, yeah and like that spanned to a picture where the character that he was doing was then adapted into three movies they were not received well but he also got a, a show deal to do fred the tv show which only lasted a season but still and then he did something called marvin marvin where he's like a teenage alien who i guess goes to school but yeah, it's like based off a book or something yeah or it's just maybe a kind of a tired idea i think it's just a tired idea like a mork and mindy-esque yeah. thing but if you don't have the charm of robin williams it doesn't really work sorry lucas <laughs> nanu nanu he said that, I think. Lucas? No, Robin Williams. Okay. Yeah. Oh, genie. He also was like really hairy. Yeah. Oh, look at those hair. I'm into it. Oh, I can't do it, Robin Williams. The point being. Only Robin Williams Patrick can do it. Chief. Okay, that was cool. That was okay. That was cool. And you felt like. I felt the power there. Yeah, you felt the power that I was in. Yeah. Um, But yeah, and after that, like. So there's a weird string of events that happened in the Fred lore. So I guess some people break Fred down like in his seasons. I think he did that as well as like of what era it is. Like yeah. everything in JKL is like season zero. It's like pre-Fred. Yeah. So in like the quote unquote, like a season four of the Fred lore. Yeah, I rhyme. Okay, that was dope. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so in season four of the Fred lore, Fred was a bit of a bore. No, no, that's all I got. I, and watching him was a chore. Watching him was a chore. But stay tuned, there's more. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So I guess there was like this weird tangent where like all of a sudden there was new Fred. And it was like this Korean boy dressed as Fred. <laughs> what? Yeah. I have no idea <laughs> Okay, about this. so get ready for a fucking whirlwind. All right. Okay. So there's like this new Fred. And it's like both animated and live action, like a Korean boy dressed as Fred. And it's like, hey, I'm the new Fred. I'm going to be Fred on the channel. And it later in that season, it is revealed that the real Fred has been kidnapped by this Korean-like uh, television company that is using new Fred to, like, sponsor a product. Okay. So then I guess there's this, like, I, I'm probably butchering this. Um, there's this other character who then has to, like, free Fred. Okay. From the clutches of like the evil Korean company and New Fred. Do you know what the product is? It's a fake product. Is it like Bakari Sweat? I, something like that. Okay. And after that, that was like the last thing that he did after the Fred shows in the movies. And then he was like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. What's going on right now? And I think it's like, he, here's the thing. I think... If you look at Fred and other people around his time that were like in, in the same camp of popularity, Fred did what worked. Like Lucas did what worked. Vlogging comedy works. So he created this character. Yeah. But he never really, like he, I guess he did like side character voicing in Fred and like played other characters in the Fred world because he needed to sometimes. But never did he really like branch out and do it. the closest thing he was like the marvin marvin show was the only other like he's like this is the first time i haven't been playing fred that was yeah. like 2013 and because he never did anything else like you said it's pretty much the same video every time and that is one of the things aside from just like being successful 
that I think had like stuff like unsubscribed Fred Day. And it's like, you're a trader, you're a sellout. Yeah. That having most of the community that birthed him hate him and then also kind of be in a point where it's like, oh my God, I've been doing this character from 2006 to 2014. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Eight years of my life. And the only, only really doing one character. Yeah. He's just like, I, I hate doing this. My audience doesn't even really like me. I, I can't do this anymore. He hated it so much that it's not like, let's reinvent. He just literally gave the channel away to like fan submitted content. And no one liked it. And after a year of that in 2015, it was just done. It's kind of like a sad, like petering out. Yeah. Like, you know, not to say like Lucas is. No. Uh, at, or, you know, particularly at fault, but it's kind of like a almost. I want to use the word pathetic for the death of not like for the death of a big ch- like yeah it's the, like such like a what, sad, like a landmark trailblazing channel yeah you know like and it's nothing against Lucas or anything like I, honestly I probably I think most people in his position it probably would have gone down pretty much the same way yeah but I know there what you wasn't mean. Like, there it could have gone out with a bang like this whole like f- f- Korean Fred thing could yeah have, like and then like giving the channel away to just sort of whimper out and die like it's a yeah. shame like well, it was random it was like like it was kids interviewing people and then it was like kids being like where do babies come? like that's the last video they did i think it was like where do babies come yeah from? and like logan or was it logan jake, paul, jake paul was did on like it? a couple of videos where he was just like hey like we'll play a game where like you and your mom answer questions and whoever is wrong gets pied in the face yeah um just uh you ever see that sopranos episode where like junior soprano doesn't want people knowing that he eats pussy and then, like his his guma, his girlfriend's like, "Oh, June, he eats the best pussy in town," because back then, for some reason, pleasing a woman was seen as feminine. It's like, "Oh, you eat pussy, you f- you make your girl s- come." What are you gay? <laughs> it's like I took it in the ass because I'm a I'm, I'm a straight man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never seen that episode, Josh. You fucking spoiled it for okay, me. Okay, well, I'm this far anyway. I'm sorry. But he gets mad at her, and you're gonna keep going. She, you think he's gonna hit her, and there's this cream pie she made for him, and he pies her in the face. Because <laughs> sometimes Sopranos is hilarious. I guess I'm not gonna laugh when I watch it. No, you like pie because like pie, like pie like get let me get some of that pie like is is known as like vagina, like it's kind of a euphemism for vagina. Where? Look it up, bitch. Where though? Like what state? I don't know. Just Baltimore. Like Maybe. You spoiled the episode for me. Anyway, he pies her in the face because uh, he doesn't like people knowing he eats pussy. And he's like, we're done, Olivia. He says something like that. Which character it is because I've been watching Entourage and that's, I think, like established. Yeah. I think people should know that. Yeah. That I've been watching Entourage. She's the daughter of Tony Soprano. Okay. What's her name? Meadow Soprano in the show. But Jamie Lynn Siegler. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I don't need to know these things. These things don't need to be in my head. Yeah, but I'm glad you do because then I can ask you about it. Yeah, you can ask me shit. I can be like, oh, that's this actor. Um, but yeah, so then like uh, Johnny Drama is like, because that studio exec is like, I totally like tongued her ass cheeks. And yeah. Johnny is like, you don't talk about like yeah. my. No, don't yeah. talk about my boy's girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's more pissed and he's like, you're fucking dead. You're dead, Coakley. You're fucking dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember the exec's name. I don't know why. Dan Coakley. Why do I know that? He's like in an episode. He's in a few. Anyway. He uh, picks him up by his neck and yeah, he throws fucking, him against the wall. It's badass. It's hot. Yeah. It's very hot. Yeah. And he's like protecting the honor of his friend's girlfriend. Yeah. Johnny Drama is actually an okay dude for a piece of shit. Yeah. Pretty cool. 
So anyway, yeah, Jake Paul pies people in the face. That's the game. But yeah, well, kinda, but when Jake Paul does it, it's not chill. It's not chill. It's not hot. No. Um. But like, yeah, it was just kind of like, who wants to fans? Who wants to use this channel? Who who wants to do something with this? Yeah. So yeah, just really, they could have like gone out with a bang. They really could have made it something that was like, okay, this is the end of Fred, and then I'm done with it. Um, but yeah, it is a little pathetic. And I, I, honestly, yeah, it's not at the fault of Lucas. You become famous when you're 15 on a platform that has never really been able to, like never known to do this before. Yeah, like to his credit, he was the first one taking that step into yeah, that absolutely. world from the internet. And I'm sure he got screwed over by Nickelodeon. Probably. I wonder like, like you're young, you're not, you're not from the industry. Yeah. You know, you're you're doing all your own like merch and branding and then all of a sudden like one of the biggest children's network comes forward and it's like, "Hey, we're the TV show your audience watches when they're not watching you." How yeah. do you want to make money and be fucking Nickelodeon famous? Again, it's one of those like similar with MCNs. It's like Yeah. And he he just had to walk away from Nickelodeon and I I, I think the thing and it does show on YouTube, like, for the most part, YouTube isn't really like traditional media in the sense that it's not like, oh, you haven't been doing anything, but then you're in a Tarantino movie and then like, top of the charts again. Yeah. Like, if, if you take the break that he kind of did from YouTube, because like, 2012, 2014, he did nothing on YouTube. And then 2014, he did like that other fred storyline thing that he wasn't really in and then it was just over like from most of 2014 2015 aside from like the occasional lucas vlog which wasn't really followed that like he he stopped doing like comedic character work and even most of his videos that he has now are um reacting yeah yeah to and then, his old stuff yeah reacting to his old stuff and i th or his old shows and that's where he's getting views right now and again it's like nothing against him like you gotta hustle where you're gonna hustle but like well, it's kind of like what buck was saying where it's like um you either die a villain <laughs> you, yeah exactly or you, you live, either die a villain or live long enough to see yourself become a hero <laughs> you either die a hero <laughs> or you live long enough to see yourself doing reaction videos to your old popular content yeah but uh well yeah what i was meant to is it's like you know once the interest kind of dies down on you and you either have to like while the iron is hot, reinvent yourself like Smosh did. Yeah. Or even like yeah, like or sexy he's canceled Phil now or, or Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, you take that break and then and it's the same story. Like Brookers has the same story, what the buck as well. And yeah, Lucas, it's like you um you take that break and then you but then you try to break back in and it's like it's kind of demoralizing, I'm sure, to be like, Wow, I used to get millions of views and I don't get that anymore yeah well even like uh it, well, as, as i ribbed him a little bit but Vinny has that a video on his uh personal channel yeah Vinny of f and d films um sure, where f and d they're awesome they're great dudes um where he's like this channel used to get so many views and yeah. if i had like stuck with it or whatever like i don't know like we could have had so many views but we i let it die yeah. and now like he still gets good views I'm they're sure. doing right now what we want to be doing it's true to be fair they're chilling. Yeah, dailies and making commercials. They're freaking chilling. They're great. They're also produced a feature film. Yeah, no, they're forty minutes. Like I said, they are where we want to be. Yeah, <laughs> not and we're not. No shade is being. Just tough. send them cash to make Grundy. Yeah, because they they don't want to ask for the cash to make Grundy. So we are going to. 
We're going to make on Grundy. Their, yeah, make it happen. We're going to make Grundy. No. We're going to make the cash. We're going to make the cash for them. We're going to skim a off the top, of course. Of course. Like, what a cool, like, 60%. Yeah, 60%. But that 40% is definitely going towards making the Grundy movie. At least. Maybe 30? At most, sorry, yeah. I yeah, meant to say most, at most, most yeah, 40. Yeah. We'll see how we feel. Because, like, we're getting the money. Yeah. Like, it's, it's coming into their our thing, wallets. But, yeah, it's, like, coming through our account. Yeah. Those so account transactions are going to cost at least a couple dollars. We need a nice water cooler. Yeah, we need to get a water cooler for our new office. Yeah. Yeah, this set ain't here forever. We're yeah, exactly. moving on up in the world. I want to have like Doc Diet Dr. Pepper on deck at all times. Yeah, maybe. I'd like a Diet uh, Cherry Vanilla Coke. Yeah, it, just one. Just the one. And we take a little sip of it every day. Yeah. Um, but no, I, th- I think it is one of those things too, where like Buck... Uh, said was it can sound as like egotistical as you want but when you're like one of the top 10 guys on the platform it's hard to come back and not be one of the best totally especially when you're used to that yeah and it's because again you can say you or not but it just kind of looks sad it's like oh it's like the old wrestler who's like come back and he's like out of shape and he's got that weird like hgh like veiny gut yeah he looks like shit and you know he's gonna lose yeah. It's almost just like you come back for like almost no money to get your ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, like, I think you can, like, I'm not saying that's what Lucas is doing either. Yeah. Um, But it can definitely feel that way, I'm sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it all depends on how you approach it. Like, if you're like, listen, I don't, I'm just doing this because I'm I really like it. ruining any chance of him coming on, but he hasn't done anything. Uh, like in that field, aside from like his vlogs or reactions, wrestling. You mean? Yeah, he hasn't done any wrestling or acting. Yeah, or writing outside of like past Marvin Marvin. Maybe he doesn't want to. Possibly, I I just think it's one of those things where like you you kind of get typecast in a bad way. Def. Oh, well, I mean, like it's still to this day, people hate him for no reason. Yeah, like it's I, insane. It's I, also like a weird aside, but like he um. And I know this is probably tough. Like he he came onto YouTube and got so much flack for like, oh, like, you know, the the homophobic shit of early YouTube. And then in 2013 he came out. And it's like he's like, I guess I never really felt like I needed to make a video. Like I was already out to my family for a couple of years. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where it's like, imagine being someone that like is discovering who you are and your sort of sexuality and who you want to become. And every day you're getting hate and like saying the F word and everything at you. Like, yeah, I'm sure a lot like there's that stigma, too, with being a big YouTube creator, which is like, I'm just going to get shit on yeah. and made f- to feel bad about who I am. Why would I why would I want to come back to that? Like, yeah. even when he was success, like y- you can look at someone like. Like even even Michael said like but those comments you forget about because mo- he was doing like great content that like was getting beloved. Yeah. Like you yeah, you might be getting hate like you're always going to be getting some sort of homophobic, uh misogynistic, racist shit when you're an early YouTube creator. Of course. But he like Michael was universally pretty loved. Yeah. And he did make a point too where he's like you can't Yeah. Can't take the hate to your but heart. But like he said can't too take he was the praise 30. to your head. He's yeah, like imagine being a young gay kid. Well, yeah, he's describing exactly Lucas's situation. And and it's one of those things where, like, Fred was pretty much, like, though popular, universally hated yeah. for a while. Like, there was an unsubscribe to him day. 
Yeah, that can't feel good. No, that that's got to feel awful. So it's like it it must be weird as like success also comes with like so much negativity. Yeah. Crabs in a bucket, am I right? Yeah, that Sh- chaos. Shut up, Vince Staples. Huh? Crab in a bucket, kind of get them, but she moving up. It's like sometimes you say shit. Yeah. And it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. It yeah. was so sick. Yeah. Like, cause I don't know that song and it sounds pretty, pretty slap. I'll play it for you. Okay. Yeah. We'll trade. Cause I think the Vince- one day I'll he, tell he, my, the two times I met chaos, I'll, uh, Dave Chappelle talking about the, the, the three times he met Bill Cosby, but a lot less interesting and a lot less I juicy. It was OJ. OJ. Yeah. Sorry. Today I, I discovered there's a, well, it's, I think it was initially a play and then it was made into a movie, but there's, so it's, it's a story called the story of, O. And it's um, it's a movie or whatever. It's, it's a story about this beautiful woman called O is brought into like an island retreat or whatever, yeah. taken to an island retreat As by her by her boyfriend, right? Yeah. Who then teaches her about uh, bondage and sexual perversion. Yeah. And so it's a story about dominance and submission, right? And how she's sort of like dominated by this guy. Yeah. So you might be wondering, how does that relate to Jay Z? Fifty Shades of Grey. Story of OJ is a really good song by Jay Z. Oh, okay. About race relations and how uh, the dominance of uh, white people over black people in a racial America, and um, how no matter how successful you are, you're still judged by the uh, color of your skin. Yeah. How uh, O.J. Simpson once said, "I'm not black, I'm O.J." Yeah. And it's like, okay, but like you're still black in the eyes of the public, and you're yeah. still black in the eyes of the ruling class. Yeah. So it's about dominance and submission. So it's kind of a cool like. I didn't know that. That's another layer to the song. Okay, that's, that's cool. pretty cool. So, I uh, uh, actor friend of mine the other day yeah. said, um, "You really should lean into the Latino thing instead of the Jewish thing for two reasons. Number one, there's a lot of anti-Semitism happening right now. Yeah, like in Montreal, there like have been targeted attacks against Jewish people. It is getting pretty scary. In New York too. Number two, though." is he's like i have a friend she's latino and she looks way whiter than you and she she but she can speak spanish and she gets like uh like mexican roles because she can speak Pero spanish. no hablas espanol i don't Entonces, ¿por qué? but she he's like just get a bit more of a tan and like audition for uh like hispanic roles and you'll get you'll get you can get a grant for being a minority I'm like i look very white mm, yeah you do look pretty white but like something people th- always think like what's what's up yeah, there's a little bit of ethnicity in yeah. it. Yeah, but I, but I also just felt like... Pero necesitas like, uh, hablar español. Oh, no, mosito. Um, <laughs> but like, A, I'm sorry. Like, as much as I... Look, I think people should... People who have not gotten opportunities should get opportunities, but I also think they should be good artists. That being said, um, I think if it, if it comes down to like me playing up the Spanish thing... Just to get, because I also said I don't act. I'm a producer. I don't, I don't act. He's like, oh, you don't need to know how to act. I'm just like that's playing the system too much. He's like, oh, play the system. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Those are if those are opportunities that should go to actual people Latino people who are Latino actually good at acting, who are good at acting and and know the Latino experience more than me. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm very proud of my Latino heritage. Yeah, uh, but I've never really gotten shit on. No. For being Latino. And I'm not suave enough to like lean into it. Yeah, but you have been shit on for being a Jew. Yeah. So that's why you feel like you can d- use that. Yeah. You've earned it. Yeah, I've earned it enough to like... Well, you don't speak Yiddish, so... No. So actually... Well, I do a little bit. 
Okay. Like not like fluent, but well, I use Lidish phrases. Like Meshugana? Not usually Meshugana, but like schwitzing or kvitching or schlubbing, you know. Like really complaining words. Yeah. yeah. Which is, the, of course, the Jewish way. Yeah. So Fred was not a fucking Aryan. Maybe he'd still be doing shit today. And there we go. That's the That's moral. That's the moral. <laughs> Every episode we have a moral, and we yeah. found the moral this one. Yeah, no, I, th- I think today's moral is just like when you're thrust into something with like one thing yeah. that you're known for, and you don't branch out, especially when it's a new medium, like mm. I, I think you're going to be good. It's, uh, honestly, I think under the circumstances, he did fantastic. I don't mean to shit on Lucas Krushenik. It's pretty good moral. No, I, 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 like, what are you going to, it's like the same as like, I forget who said it, it was some comedian, but it's like, yeah, Justin Bieber's a piece of shit asshole. What do you expect? Yeah. Like he was universally hated as a 13 year old singer and given everything he's ever wanted. Yeah, of course he's going to be dollars. a trashy, shitty dude who's bad to his wife. Yeah. It's not an excuse, but like, it makes sense. One of my favorite, uh, Jay Beebs stories and then yeah. we should probably yeah call it because we're definitely at that time and i feel this does relate because i feel like jay beebs and fred were like on the internet around the same time these they like definitely were bullhead cut haircutted kids who've like come got fame because of youtube yeah who were like both shit on so much actually yeah that's really true i yeah. didn't even think about that like uh i think lucas came out a better dude because he didn't hit that level of success like if you watch his videos you can tell he's a sweet guy he's not an asshole yeah justin bieber is but yeah, Justin Bieber also, I think, got gotten to a bit younger. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was, like, 13 when he got picked up. Yeah, by fucking uh, Ludacris? I was thinking Ludacris, too, but it's not Ludacris. Usher. It was Usher. Usher, yeah. yeah. Weird that we both went to Ludacris. Yeah. It's like, because we, we have that mind meld. Yeah, they're both musicians. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. Luda! <laughs> no, that he he was. Let me say my Justin Bieber thing. I was like queuing you up. Okay, I was gonna say, um, yeah, no, he it was Usher, and then you were gonna follow up. So I was queuing you to get back in the mood, but go on. Thanks. Anyway, so it was Usher, I think. It was Usher. that got him like at thirteen. Yeah, it was. You speak now. It's my turn. Yeah. Okay. You made a big deal about. I it. was being polite. Okay. Yeah, you can speak. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I can talk now. You're, yeah, you can you're talk. Done. Now. Yeah, I'm done. Anyway, um, it's so funny because this is like not even related to the internet. So Justin Bieber, it, when he was, I don't know, like, uh, like he was like 17 or some shit when like yeah. 2012 or some time. I don't care when it happened. That was like nine years ago. It's insane. Yeah, Jesus. Um, Jesus. Uh, he uh, decided he was like, you know, it's pretty cool. Like graffiti. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, which I was like at the time, I was thinking pretty much the same thing. But the difference between Justin Bieber and I is that um, I uh, I was so cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I thought it was very cool. And I actually went and painted graffiti and that's whatever. But he in um, where was he? he paid the police to like give him like an escort in South America so he could paint a highway. Which yeah. was like very silly because, yeah. like, typically in the graffiti community, you're kind of like fuck the police. Yeah. Um, so paying the cops. Yeah. Was pretty funny. It's pretty soft. 
Pretty soft. Yeah. And then, but the, this is the biggest thing is he clearly like just Googled graffiti. Yeah. And then started repainting the first things that came up on Google Images. <laughs> I know this because I had on my desktop background, I had this like Kermit the Frog yeah. paint, like piece that someone did. Yeah. And then I saw one of the things he painted and it was that exact thing, yeah. which you get from googling graffiti and then there was another one that was like style or something that you got from googling graffiti but the piece de la resistance was that he painted it was like it straight up looked like a minstrel like a it looked like a monkey man with a crown and a chain but it had like big red lips like it looked like oh no like a minstrel like a like a black caricature and it was really bad um and so that like I had already didn't like Justin Bieber, but then I was like, okay, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. When, uh, especially like so many times I'll see, I'll see buddy in an interview and it's like, I think he thinks he's black because I sure like he's, he's speaking in that white guy trying to be black. Yeah. Like, well, that's the thing. So white. Like when I, he's wearing like those diaper pants and shit. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, it's the same thing with the graffiti thing. It's like, you think you're so hip hop. Like you come from the hood or whatever. You made a song called Bait. Like all of his songs, like I'm not a fan of them, but I guess there's like some musical merit in the singing aspect of it. He's a good singer. He can play instruments, but like, dude, you're. It's not like you're even trying to write hard songs. Like you're writing such soft songs, which is fine. I'm not a fucking talented musician. Yeah, and I'm but saying like I'm like harder from the ghetto. Like I was super soft with my graffiti shit too. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. like some dumb teenager I was painting just regular, walls. Baby soft. Yeah, but like, um. But it's just the added, like, at least I, like, stole my paint and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, like, at least I was trying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it just more At like, least don't... I learned, to, like, how to paint my own letters. Yeah, but you also, like, I, I think the bigger thing is, like, he's coming, he does all this soft-ass music, and he's like, nah, but I'm gangster, and I'm driving Ferraris, and I'm uh, painting pissing on, uh pictures of uh, Richard Nixon. I forgot who it was. Right. We peed in a bucket, and he's like, fuck you, um, Bill Clinton. It was Bill Clinton. Why? Because Bill Clinton got domes in the Oval Office. That sounds pretty gangster it's, to mean, me. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, but I think he also kind of fucked up the economy for them. Did he? Yeah. That's the thing. I, I think thought, a lot of I th- thought they that was like the only time in the last like fifty years that the uh the deficit was like positive. Yeah, but you have to think like a lot of the stuff that Bush came into was like following up a lot of the policies that It's true. That's like the thing is like the, the reason that the economy kind of boomed right at the beginning of the trip. Like you don't you don't boom the economy right when you start. He was like two, a, a month into it. And he's like, look at the economy now. And it's like, that was Obama. No, I know that. No, no, I, I know. That's just. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I think people think it's like, oh, but it's in his presidency. It's like, you, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, he did kind of maybe I but I doubt that's why Justin Bieber did it. I think it's because he he doesn't fuck with Hillary. He probably piss does. on a picture of Hillary, or yeah. is that sexist? Yeah, that's sexist. Anyway, um, I want to live in a world where you can. Piss Lucas on any never picture. tried to be hard. Yeah, Lucas never pissed on anybody. Well, maybe. I, we don't know. With that. consent, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. With consent, if he did. Yeah. Definitely seems like that kind of guy. Yeah. But he never tried to be hard, and I, 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 th- I think my big takeaway from this, if there is a crux to this fucking short. Yeah, it's that in a racial America, there's no, no justice without peace, or there's no peace without justice. Yes, but okay. Um, I I think with Lucas specifically, it, it's kind of one of those things where like, if if you've heard of Fred or you used to watch Fred and you're like fuck Fred, go back and watch some of his videos compared to other videos on there. 
They're they are very of the time. Yeah, like and for the time, it it makes sense why he got big. There's a charm are, to it, and let like you kind of alluded to earlier, he commits. Yeah, and I think that's a big thing with anything is like if if you can really just well even like looking back at like my old videos and stuff like uh, that I made with Angus like I, Angus is clearly committing a lot more than I am, and it makes yeah. it more like it's more fun to watch someone who's committing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I'm not even committing enough. No, but like I mean, he did. Like he he, he went, went full above fun. and beyond. Uh, yeah, that's something. A lot and of authenticity the... is such a big theme in this podcast. Yeah, and he lost it. To be sure, he lost the authenticity when it was more corporate. Yeah. When when Fred was not. When those vampires sucked it out of him. Well, no, it's like Fred was this creation of this kid of being goofy in his room, and then it became a, a Nickelodeon property. Yeah, and that's gonna lose authenticity when it's like, because you have to think like all the things that Fred actually said in his videos about his like mom drinking too. Like you can't say that in a Nickelodeon movie. <laughs> all the stuff that kind of made the character interesting was gone. Remember that movie Shredder Man? No. Anyway, we're gonna go watch Shredder Man. Um, any any other points? What's your takeaway? Lucas, Crushank, you did. You did good, kid. You did good, kid. We like you. Come on the pod. We want to ask you a million questions, mostly about the domain and what's Cosgrove up to. Yeah. And do you want to watch School of Rock with us? Yeah, like, I I would love to hook Cosgrove up with my cousin Max. I think Max would be probably okay oh, with that. Oh, he'd be in the... He'd be more than fine. But then I can ask her all these, like, Jack Black questions and what it was like on the set of School of Rock. just cut out the middleman and hook Max up with Jack Black? They have very similar energy. Like it's we get too, them jammed it's together. Too similar. We need saying. that Cosgrove. We need Cosgrove. Cosgrove's got to be that like the the. Uh, yeah. I didn't want to say meat in the sandwich because no. that sounded bad. That's upsetting. But yeah. no, we need like Cosgrove like do the, introdu- she has to be the introduction buffer. and then it's like Max and uh, Jack Black are like jamming. And then it's like, I can ask all the questions I want to ask about what like the set was like. Like, uh, what do you guys usually eat at craft services? Yeah, like, did they have, like, the Welch's fruit snacks? Because I know that's kind of a big thing nowadays, but was it back then? I think they, they definitely had r- real fruit gummies. You think they were doing better than Welch's? Oh, absolutely. Like, come on, we're talking about, like, a, 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 what's his name? Judd Apatow. No, it was a, not Jack White. His Not related to the White Stripes at all, but his last name was White. Michael, something White the direct uh the writer and then who's sean white God, i have to this is gonna kill me if i don't google this uh i just feel like like i've been on like multi-million dollar sets before not to like flex i was a pa i was a pa in the predator movie who was it not was mike wh- white and it was richard linklater directed it fantastic yeah. director yeah, I didn't care for Boyhood, but maybe I'll watch it again and like it more. Yeah, but his earlier films in school. You're saying School Rock isn't one of the greatest films ever made? I didn't say that. Okay. Anyway, what I'm saying is when Jack Black comes on the set, you also have to think like at the time he was rolling off like high fidelity. Yeah. People loved his shit. Okay. So you're saying they didn't have Tenacious D. Because of that? No, they had real fruit gummies. And I bet they had like uh, little like finger sandwiches too. You know what's funny is that as Jack Black is becoming, and when more, catering came, they probably had like a nice braised beef. Or well, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. yeah, I still think they probably had Welch's. We'll agree to disagree on that one. Um, but now that Jack Black's kind of becoming like pretty popular on like uh, Instagram or YouTube TikTok, and TikTok yeah. and whatever, like he's kind of becoming like kind of an internet guy. Yeah, 
So then that's a sneaky way we get them on the pod. Yeah, I'll ask them all the questions about like uh, fruit uh, snacks, fruit <laughs> snacks, real fruit gummies. Whether it was Welch's brisket i definitely think it was brisket um in between takes was he ever like doing like fun jo- of course that's a dumb part. Like of course a, he was doing fun jokes with yeah, the kids was there, but mm-hmm. was there like a guitar like like on the set that well i guess there were because it was a school of rock movie but like did he ever just like kind of strum out a tune in between takes do you know it's kind of fun because actually this would be a reason to try to get jack he'd never do it but like he might try. he seems friendly oh of course he like i we just wouldn't be able to get to him anyway the, the point being was um so when this is such a niche scene, but when you know when they come with the shirt and the shirt says School of Rock when like the roadies are trying to come yeah. up with the band name. Yeah. And he's just it's playing not, guitar. I don't think the roadies ooh, come up with the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so he's doing that. That song he's playing I always liked that song. Yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere. It was actually a channel one oh one video called Computer Man. Oh, Computer Man. I know that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Computer Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I listened to the other day? What? To, to add on to this? Yeah. Um, Sax Man, the Lonely Island song. Okay. That has Jack Black. You got to get them both. And he's he's always playing some sort of man. He's always playing a man. Yeah. But yeah, Computer Man. Like, so that, he did videos with like Channel 101 and stuff. So. Yeah, and, and like Lonely Island. Lonely Island, yeah. internet guys too. So let's get them both on the pod. Lonely and Jack Black, the special. <laughs> yep. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of When We Are There, A Bias Internet History. I'm Thomas. I'm Josh. You know our socials. Yeah, I mean, they might not. Okay, uh, we are When We Are There show on Instagram, TikTok. We are WW There show on Twitter. WWW There. Yeah. Show. At, uh, at Twitter.ca. Yeah. Um, and we also, um, I believe we are just When We Are There. And on uh, YouTube and Friend Styles on uh, Patreon and uh, Anchor FM. Okay, bye. We'll figure out a better way to do All this. Right, we'll bye. get a system. Thank you.